before dawn Every man has a story And the story goes on From a granddad's eyes To a newborn son farm is in my blood We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh, high-quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great tasting, high quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. Hello, I'm Carla Wardine, and today I'm speaking with Derek Tom of D&D Tom Farms. Hello, Derek. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. So tell me about your business. Um, so we're uh, a family farm in Peck, Michigan. Um, and I think uh, I'm the fifth generation, I believe. Mm-hmm. We grow uh, corn, soybeans, sugar beets, wheat, and hay. And then we also raise... Um, steers, Holstein steers, and then we also have our own beef cow herd. So it sounds like you have a couple things going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a few things. Which do you spend the most time on personally? Do you like cows the most? Do you like crops the most? What do you like? Normally, we usually spend a a lot of time with the crops. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like the crops more, Uh, Mm -hmm. driving tractors, combines all that, um, just because, and we spend more time with that because we have to work on all the equipment and the cattle, for the most part, you just feed them and they're pretty self-sufficient. You have to check on them, but I mean, you don't have to work on them like a tractor. <laughs> yes, our uh, our equipment breaks down much more often than our animals do. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's always, um, I'm sure people say this to you because that's a joke, is that crop farmers aren't doing anything in the winter. Do you want to talk about how you have to work on stuff all the time? Um, well, with the cattle, um, yeah, we always have something to do. Like some people, they don't have cattle and they wash your equipment, work on it, put it away for the winter normally. But anybody that has cattle, they've always got something to load feed with, something to run the feed wagon, and then you have to spread the manure, clean the barn, so that's always, there's always something there to do, and when one of those machines break down, well, then you have to fix that, because you can't go on without it, so, always something to do. There is, there is always something to do. Did you know that you wanted to farm from the beginning? Um, yeah, as long as I can remember, always, uh, being outside, family, uh, riding in the tractor when they're little. I think every farm kid does that. (laughs) But as as long as I can remember. What was your first job, the first thing you got paid for doing on the farm? First thing, um, we started, I think it was probably like, I don't even remember, fourth or fifth grade maybe. Dad bought us some five calf hutches. And uh, we went out to the stockyards and we bought, no, it was four calf hutches. We bought four calves 
and I raised them by myself and paid, yeah, I got paid a little bit and then had them right, right from milk. And then they went into our beef barn and then dad took them from there. But that was the first thing I remember getting paid for. Ah, calves were my first thing too. And calf hutches too. Uh, do you still have hutches or do you have a different system now? Yeah, we still got 20 calf hutches. <laughs> so it's pretty much the same as it was, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your family. Uh, I've got I've got two brothers, and they one is one year younger, and the other one's two years younger. One of them's out of school, working here on the farm with us full time, and then uh, my dad and his dad, so my grandpa, he still comes around, and he usually hauls corn and drives truck for us. But they, uh, yeah, I think I'm the fifth generation, like I said earlier. Yep. Um, the grandpas and the dads are always willing to drive something. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Works out better for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Keeps, keeps grandpa busy. <laughs> are your brothers older or younger? Uh, my one brother, he's one year younger and he graduated. So he graduated last year and then the other one is uh, two years younger. Are they, uh, and they're, um, both into farming things? Uh, yeah, the one is, we're not, we're not totally sure what the other one will do. Mm -hmm. Um, he might farm, but he's got we're not sure yet. Yeah, yeah, he's got time. What is something that people are surprised to learn about your farm or questions that they ask you about farming? I've heard with my dad and he'll be talking to somebody and more people than I thought didn't know we had cattle. They'll, they will be talking and, uh, they might ask, you don't have cattle, do you? And we'll, yeah, we do. But that's one thing that most people don't know, or not most people, but some people don't know that. And then, along, or well, back in the 80s, we actually, so it was before my time, but they actually used to be a dairy farm here. So a lot of people don't know that, actually. Uh, it seems like that's a lot of times people are like, oh, we used to dairy. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems like a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, talk about your hometown. Where are you located? Uh, we're in Peck, Michigan. The farm is actually right between Croswell and Peck. The line, we're a mile from the town line mm -hmm. that splits them. But Peck, just a tiny little dot on the map. Uh, I think the Google says it's like 700 people population, so just a tiny little town. And yeah, that's I went to Peck High School. Mm -hmm. uh, just a little town. That was my next question because I know some people at Croswell High School. I was going to be which one did you go to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we went to Peck. So. You go to whichever one you're closest to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dad went to Peck. And, but my mom, she actually went to Croswell. Uh, how did COVID affect things for you personally in 2020? What happened with uh, your farm and with business and things like that? Personally, uh, it didn't affect me that much. Good. Um, other than making it a pain in the butt to go <laughs> anywhere. But um, for the farm, the, the markets were down a little bit. Right at the beginning, but now they're 
better than they were before, so that's good. Yeah, that is good. Out of the crops that you grow, which one do you think is the easiest? Like, which one do you get the most satisfaction out of? I would say probably the hay. Okay. Um, we just, for the most part, I mean, you just plant it and it does its thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we spray it in the fall, but when it's ready to cut, you just take a day, go cut it, take another day and go bale it. And that's, that's all you do. Whereas everything else, you have to work the ground every year, plant it, spray it, fertilize it, and then everything else takes a lot longer to harvest. I'd say the hay is probably the easiest. We went to a breakfast on the farm a few years ago, and all the parking was in someone's alfalfa field. And I couldn't believe it because I was like, I can't believe we're parking on their alfalfa. I would never let anyone park on my alfalfa. And, you know, a few days later, it's all fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Pretty incredible. Um, Obviously, you have always had the most modern technology as part of your life. Do you have technology on the farm that your grandpa and dad didn't have access to? Uh, yeah, we have, um, it's an auto steer, so it, 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 the tractor steers itself and the combines, and you just, you just hit a button, and then it drives straight across the field within, I think, it's like an inch. So that, I guarantee, I know they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And then there's just so much other stuff that's inside the tractor cabs that I don't think they would have ever dreamed they'd have now. Just everything that they can do, it's incredible. Uh, one of them being air conditioning, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a, that's a big one. Are you talking about all of the data it collects, or what are you referring to? Yeah, I mean, like everything, uh, the buttons that control the implement that you're pulling, you just, one finger, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, back then, the levers moved a lot harder, and it just took a lot more to run. And yeah, like you said, the data it can collect. Like on the corn planter, it can tell you how many seeds it is putting out, how many seeds it's putting in the ground per acre, how much fertilizer you're applying. You can adjust everything from the cab for the most part. And like the combine, you can adjust everything inside the combine from the seed of the cab. You can, it's just everything is so much easier. It is. It's so much easier, and it's amazing how much technology has improved even in the 13 years that we've been farming, that that much can change. But if you think about how much better my phone is in the last 13 years, it's way better, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything like that, there's just so many little things that we, like, I don't, I can't even think of everything that's improved that much, but everything that's been improved since then. I can't name them all. There's so many little things that you just take for granted, you know? (laughs) You do take them for granted. Uh, What about the technology part of sharing with people? How do you decide uh, what to share and when to share with, like, consumers? We just share what we need to for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's some stuff we would rather, it's optional. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's kind of a touchy subject or something. For us, it's just our privacy. Um, We don't share that stuff. But anything that we need to, we just give it up. 
Privacy? There's no privacy anymore. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> uh, what about when you're not farming? What do you like to do as hobbies or in your free time? Um, I like to in the fall. I love to go hunting. Nice. And just go. I like to go up north. Once in a while, we have a place up north to relax a little bit. And in the summer, uh, I love to go ride my dirt bike. Nice. Uh, I got a couple friends that go out. And then when we get snow in the winter, like this year, we got quite a bit just recently. Uh, we go, I go over there and we ride snowmobiles. So pretty much anything outside, I love to do. Uh, this year was so different for the amount of time and the length of time that we had snow. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My kids' friends have a snowmobile, and so they would ride it all the time, and they even let me drive it around. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was great yeah. having one so close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got plenty of snow for it this year. Um, how did hunting go for you this year? Um, I didn't get to go out a whole lot. Uh, I didn't end up shooting. I shot a doe, mm-hmm. but last year I shot uh, eight point buck. So yes. um, it's hard. Some, it's hard sometimes because hunting season <laughs> we're wrapping up tillage and combining, so it don't it don't always happen. But yes, I, we were laughing about that because I was saying that it seems really hard for farmers to hunt because there are so many things that are happening at that same time during deer season. And my husband yeah. was making fun of me. He's like, uh, name me some farmers who don't hunt. Like, they make the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of them do. But. Do you hunt other animals besides deer? No, uh, not really. Um, I've shot, I did go out a couple of years ago. I shot a turkey. Mm-hmm. But, no, mostly deer. So, obviously, a lot of this always comes back to food, um, all of the crops and all of the animals. And so, what do you like to eat? Do you like to eat out? Do you like to eat stuff at home? What do you like? Um, I like to eat out once in a while because that means I don't have to cook the food. Yeah. And it probably tastes a lot better than anything I'd make. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I even like just eating here. Uh, our own beef that we slaughter, we have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So we make hamburgers or steak or anything, and we want pretty much. And that's pretty good, too. What is the best day on the calendar for you? Is it, like, planting season? Is it harvesting season? When, what year, part of the year do you look forward to the most? Um, I always look forward. I love harvest. Yeah. Uh, I love harvesting anything, pretty much. Combining corn, soybeans, chopping corn. I love it all. Uh, good. So uh, then you've got the whole fall, really, to look forward to. The entire thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And in, in hunting, yeah. <laughs> fall wins it for you, for sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, what people along the way have helped you? Obviously, your dad and grandpa have been instrumental in this. Do you have other people who have helped guide you in your career? None. Nobody really I can think of. Uh, I'm sure. I know there's been people, but they're not coming to my head right now. 
I'm assuming um, that your dad and grandpa like to give you a lot of advice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whether yeah. you ask for it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you guys planning for this upcoming year? What's happening in 2021? Anything um, that you guys are working on? So right now, we've got two new barns going up. Ooh. We've got we've got a uh, another hay barn that we'll store our hay in after it gets baled because we put on more hay this summer we did. We planted more. So the one barn that we have isn't going to hold it. Mm -hmm. So that second one's going to hold a lot hold a lot of the hay, but mm -hmm. then it's also going to double as a storage shed for machinery once we get some of the hay sold mm -hmm. so that we can put our uh, machinery in there, keep it out of the weather. And then our second barn it is going to be a transition. We're going to call it a transition barn. It's going to be where we put our smaller cattle before they get moved into our new barn that we just built, built this spring. Uh -huh. So a couple big projects. Those are big projects, and that's exciting always. I love seeing things like that go up, and um, it happens so fast, and then you're so happy when you have a nice new barn that immediately gets yeah. wrecked in some way. <laughs> Yeah. wind yeah. or someone running into it or <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah do you sell your hay to people who are feeding cattle or where do you sell your bales um so we bale small square bales and then we've got a connection that he buys it and then it goes all down south to like florida georgia that area for uh mostly i believe horses so a lot of it goes down there some of it does stay local. Uh, he sells some of it closer than that, but for the most part, it all goes down south a ways. Uh, for your transition barn, you said that you also built a barn this year. What what was that for? Who'd you guys put in that? Um, so last fall, we had a um, a slatted floor finisher barn that we put up, and uh, it got finished this spring. I think it was late March, I want to say, so exactly a year ago almost. And uh, so that's where all the larger cattle go, and then they go right to the slaughterhouse after that. So with this barn and then the transition barn, um, where are the smaller cattle right now? Are they just in a different barn, or are they on pasture, or where are you moving them from? So we've got another barn half mile down the road. We have... The rest of them, we have all the small cattle all down there, mm -hmm. and then um, just there's we have a couple barns here at the main farm that we have cattle in, and then there's another barn down the road that we've got cattle at. But then this way, with this barn that's going up, we consolidate all of them, put them all in there, and since it's right, we're gonna put it right next to our new barn, then we can just run them down an alley right into the big barn, so that we don't have to worry about. Put hooking up trailers and hauling them a whole bunch. Uh, um, not a technology improvement, but oh my gosh, how much easier that'll be for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, easier, quicker. <laughs> should, should work out really good. Uh, well, thank you. I hope all of your improvements this year go really well, and thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great podcast. 
it's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind local products in our marketplace. Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Thank you to Bex for helping us tell the stories of farmers through permission to use the Henningsons Why I Farm song. It's an honor that we share to highlight real people and real farmers who are passionate about agriculture. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, please visit michigangrown.org.